Hi everyone and welcome to Ask the Coach Show episode 25. I'm Jeff Plum and with me is Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Hi Jeff, how are you this morning? Very good, thank you. Ready for another exciting show? Absolutely. Yeah. So yesterday we had the Ping Skillers question about which, which type of player or which style of player do you find hardest to compete against? So what was your answer to that Alois? Yeah, I I don't like the uh, the fast blocker that stays up close to the table and really um, puts uh, a lot of time pressure on with their with their blocks. Um, yeah, I used to find that that sort of player the hardest to play against. So uh, yeah, especially when they're close to the table and not giving me time. So yep. Yes, they what about are. You, Jeff? Yeah, they are difficult and. Um, Especially players with sort of short pimples on their forehands and backhands, I found difficult. But the hardest style for me was the modern, the modern defender. I once played Ding Song, and it was a nightmare. I didn't know what to do. You sort of you play a passive ball, and he hits a big winner past you, and you try and play an aggressive shot, and then you're not sure if he's going to chop it or counter spin it. Really, really hard to play against. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you're talking Ding Song though, I think uh, most players in the world at that stage wouldn't have had any idea. He was he was one of the the first of the the modern choppers, and he was incredible. I mean, he was um, he was the old juicy uh, hook really, um, and you know probably the the front runner of uh, of that style of player. Uh, incredible player to to watch. And uh, I imagine uh, very difficult to play. He was. Um, he did beat me quite easily. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so our ping skillers question for today is: Is the Chinese national championships harder to win than the Olympics? So uh, again, leave your comments, and we will tell you our thoughts tomorrow. Okay, so let's get stuck into the uh, ping. The questions from our ping skillers. So first of all, we've got a question from Robin, and Robin asks, "How and when to move to a ready position after you've made a pendulum serve from the backhand corner with your left leg in front of you? Should you move into position when you know when your opponent will place the return, or as soon as you've served?" Yeah. So um, it's a good question. So. This is um, this is really important part of the game. So you know we practice our serving a lot, uh, but the transition between the serve and the next ball is important. So when you're doing the pendulum serve, you are really side on to the table, aren't you? You're side on um, with your left leg forward. You can't see my legs, but my left leg's forward. And then from there, you need to get into position to play that next ball. Now it's it's difficult to tell where that ball is going to come. Uh, for a start, but you need to follow through from your serve so you're back into a, a quite a central position. If you stay really side on and they play the ball to your backhand side, you're going to be in all sorts of trouble. So, so as a follow through of the serve, so serve and then just rotate your body around so that you're close to um, a ready position that you that you'd normally have. Now you also need to think about when you're when you're serving and where you're serving and what type of serve you're doing. So if I'm if I'm serving wide across uh, court, then I need to cover more of my 
I'm back in here because that's the more position of the account. Similarly, if I serve the ball down the line, then I need to cover more inside. Uh, to play to. So, so it's also thinking about the angles of where you've played the ball and where the ball's likely to come to as well. So, but yes, after you serve, move quickly into a, a good basic position so that you are ready to to cover the table. Okay, excellent tips there, Alois. So, Robin, yeah, get out there and practice that. Um, so, practice serving and then getting ready for the third ball and actually playing the third ball and using those tips, and I'm sure it will help you out. Okay, the next question is from Crickpole. And the question is, why can't we start with a fast bat? Why do we need different blades and rubber? Why can't we start with a higher top spin or power? Can I buy the Ping Skills Touch Baker Pro bat for my second bat? Crickpole. Yeah, this is, this is a, a thing that, and a problem that a lot of players have. Um, it's really important to get a bat that suits your level. So if you go straight to something like, I'll use Bill's Touch with Vega Pro, the out of the bat. So what happens is that instead of trying to play your strokes correctly, you're just trying to guide the ball onto the table and the ball's uh, really flying off your bat too quickly for you to be able to control it. That control takes a, a lot of time to develop. So it's, it's important to you're just cutting out a bit again. So I think yeah. what you were trying yeah, so to say is that it's really important to um, to have a not too fast bat so that you can control the shot, and that allows you to play a full stroke. Whereas if you have something too fast, you'll just do a little stroke, and you won't be learning the correct stroke. And then once you develop your control, you can move to a faster bat and still play a full shot. Was that the the main points? Yep, that's right. Yep. That's, uh, that's a good summary, Jeff. Excellent. All right. So, um, yeah, again, we do have a link on how to choose a bat, so we'll put that in the, in the description below um, so people can link to that later on. But, yeah, it is important, quick poll, that you do start with a bat that's suitable for your level. And so the second part of that was can I buy, like, the Pink Seal Touch with Vega Pro as my second bat and I guess we cover that a bit in that link that I'll put there, but do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how you choose your second bat, Alois? Yes. So so I think the second bat that you choose should be um, a pre-made bat, but just work uh, or get a slower rubber. So a reasonable sort of blade, you know, I mean, pink skills. Oh, so you made all around. Sorry, I guess you meant a custom bat, did you? I did, sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, too early in the morning, Jeff. Um, yeah, a custom bat. Um, so with a with an all blade, something, I mean, the like Mive or Shriver or, or something like that, but anything that's, that's reasonably slow going to give you a bit of control to start off with. If you go for the Vega Pro, you're just not going to be able to control it. Okay, yep. So that's our advice, Crippol. Uh, an all-round blade with something like a Mark 5 or a Shriver is your second bat. 
And then as you develop and get better and more control, then you can start going for these faster rubbers. And at that stage, that will really help you gain. Okay, the next question is from Enoch. And Enoch says, I recently purchased a small table tennis table and I was wondering what kind of training I'll be able to do with a small table. Yeah. Um, so I think when you're when you're just learning, so and for younger kids and for, for developing touch just to start off with, it's alright to um, to use a smaller table because you start to develop the feel of just being able to put the ball on the table. Um, if you're past that level, then I think um, it's important to get an, a normal sized table. Um, so I would say it's okay um, just developing touch and for playing around with, but, but it's much, much better if you've got a full size table. If you haven't got a full size table or anything that size, then play on the, the small table. But you've got the option of using a larger table or a, a normal size table, then, then use that. Okay, good advice. And I guess um, if you don't have a table at home, a good option is always to try and find a local club if there's one around Alois. Yeah, that's right. Is is really an important part of your development because if you can join a club, then you start to see different players, you start to see different techniques and strokes. It also connects you with um, with other people that are perhaps trying to learn the game or with some coaches. Um, so yeah, if you if you have got an option of finding a club, yeah, go out and do it. Okay, thanks for the question, Enoch. The next question is from Peter, and Peter asks, is it a good move to chop smash, and why do none of the professional players do it? Okay, this is one of my pet hates. So, um, so a chop smash is when the ball's up really high, and instead of just smashing it uh, like you normally would with a nice flop, flat contact, you um, it gives you a really nice um, effect because the ball bounces and goes up really high because of the, the chop on it. Um, but I say why risk that when you've already got the ball up high, you've got a 90% chance of winning the point. So when the ball's up that high and you're going to make a, a smash, why cut down your percentages? The chop smash is a little bit more risky more chance of making a mistake of the ball actually falling off the table onto the table. So just that's why the professional players don't use it because it's it just reduces the chances of you winning the point. You know, it goes from 90 to 95 percent and to 70 percent. Why would you do it? Yeah, good point there, Alloy. So um, yeah, just work on your normal smash and. It's always powerful enough to, well, not always, but as I said, most of the time you're going to win with the normal smash and why reduce your chances? Thanks for that question. Um, but, yeah, it, like Alo said, it is uh, a good effect when that ball lifts up. But, yeah, only just for some fun, not in a real serious match, don't use it. <laughs> okay, that wraps up another Ask the Coach show. That was episode 25. Thanks for watching. Make sure you check out our website at pingskills.com and if you haven't already, sign up for our free newsletter. Thanks again, Alois.
Indeed, you were just cutting out there, but I think you were talking about how nice the day is going to be in Melbourne. So thanks, everyone, for watching, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Bye.